Hello. Welcome or welcome back to Burn This Podcast. Uh, still, still pretentious. We're going to keep that. I won't change, I promise. With all this fame. Um, I'm in a good mood today and I'm not exactly sure what we're going to talk about, but we'll figure it out. Um, but I just want to start by saying thank you so much. To all of you, if you listen to the last podcast or you listen, you're listening to this and you text, you know, if you texted me, it's, it's insane that people actually want to listen to me. Um, and I know some of you are just being nice and, you know, it probably is so boring, but I will, I do promise to get better at this and make it actually enjoyable to listen to and um hopefully have guests once I figure this out properly because a lot of my friends texted me and I you know that's the goal isn't it really just to create a space where people can actually just be real you know you don't have to be a celebrity you don't have to be a millionaire for people to want to hear what you have to say or hear stories about your life sometimes it's nicer if you're more of a real not that they're not real people but if you're I don't know closer to the average person I suppose um yeah and I would love to hear my friends thoughts on random shit and yeah I'm just very excited it's just nice to know that people want to listen and even people texting me saying oh I hope you make more episodes it's just insane really is so just know that it means a lot okay um let me see I guess I'll just kind of start with things I've been thinking about during the week um I think I mentioned last week that I'm sort of on this prioritizing happiness journey which it's very rewarding I feel better than I ever have in my life but Jesus Christ it is tiring and it is hard because I'm choosing to be I'm choosing to do things that will make me happy rather than things that will make me comfortable like where I would have stayed in bed all day doing nothing but watching Netflix and TikTok and YouTube Now I'm like getting up and doing things that interest me really and more fulfilling things and you know making sure I talk to people properly and have real conversations um and I'm pursuing things that I like to do like making shit and art and music and everything um but my I'm tired all of the time because which is understandable I mean I wasn't doing anything really before this as as I said on survival mode um but I'm wrecked I'm going through like three or four coffees and monsters a day um and I'm sleeping properly and everything but yeah it's hard but it's worth it you know you should definitely just even for a day just be like I'm gonna be radical and not tell myself how much I hate everything about me just for 24 hours and it it's really nice 
it's a nice break and it helps you realize that that little part of you isn't your whole personality and isn't all you are going to deal with for life it's just a toxic little minion in your brain and you don't have to listen to him you know um but yeah one of the things I've been doing now this is a once-off I went for a walk it's not like I'm doing this every day because I just like I don't know I wouldn't think of going on a walk and I don't enjoy it that much but it is good for you so I did it one of the days and yeah I was just walking down my road which I've done that walk hundreds of times in my life I'm sure or you know driven that route at least um and it was so trippy it was the trippiest thing I've ever experienced and I don't mean that like I tripped <laughs> like physically fell over I mean it like it was you know like psychedelic trippy um and I've done shrooms so I know what I'm talking about certified cool guy oh my god okay anyway um yeah, I was walking down the road and I was like looking around and I felt like I hadn't been there since I was really young, like four or five. You know when, you know when something like triggers, not a memory, but kind of just an atmosphere and a feeling of being at a certain point in your life. And I was like, why, you know, I've been on this walk so many times since then. Why does it feel like I haven't? Um, and I was just thinking about it when I was listening to music um, on the walk. And I realised it's because I wasn't staring at the ground or my feet. Which I had, which is how I've walked since I was about five or six. Um, and I think that must have come from... My granny used to always collect me from school with her dog um, and she would park and make us walk home for, I mean, 15 minute walk maybe. And I would just, I hated it so much because I thought that everyone driving past were people I went to school with. And keep in mind, this is like first class, second class, maybe a little bit older, but... um. I was just like, everybody is looking at me and they think I'm such a freak. And in reality, I wasn't. I was a child walking home with her granny and her dog. Like, if I saw that now, I'd be like, that's so cute. But at the time, I was like, you deserve to die. About myself, not my granny. Um. So I would just stare at the road at my feet because I didn't want to see other people looking at me or people in cars or anything. And I just, that just kept up with me as a little quirk of anxiety, I guess. Um, and kind of this epiphany that I'm going through, I just, and it wasn't a conscious decision to start looking up, but I just didn't care as much if people were looking, I guess. And I also realised, you know, more than likely, down your country road, Emma, people aren't staring out from between their curtains laughing at you for walk <sighs> when you really think about it it's completely stupid but um it doesn't it was very impactful 
It was it was nice. Um to see it with a five year old's eyes again. It was just, you know, fields and stuff. Um it was lovely. Um and then I started thinking about my granny because and you know how much I didn't appreciate those walks and I hated them every day and I probably resented her a little bit because I didn't see that it was you know she was doing it for our own good and I yeah I think it's important to make those little revelations or to have those little revelations because hopefully I won't act like that again because you know my granny has dementia now um and it's pretty bad she has for the last few years but um yeah it's just really hard to know that I didn't appreciate that time and I know obviously I was young and I I didn't know what was going to happen but I would I would give anything to go on a walk with that who she was before she got sick um, and it's shitty to know that I had that chance every single day and I did it and I just didn't appreciate it because um, and pe I don't think people talk about dementia or Alzheimer's enough and how hard it's it's a loss that isn't really equated to death but you still go through the same grief because, yeah, their body is there, but they don't know who you are. They can't speak. They can't form thoughts, really. Um, you know, you come into the house and especially like she is bad now and we'd go down and I wouldn't expect her to know who she is. But it was a few years ago, it was really hard because I'd go down and. Most days she'd be fine, but then some days she just, you could tell in her eyes that she didn't know who you were and she was trying to play it off. Um, and then you wake up one day and you realise that that person's completely gone, that you knew, that kind of raised you a little bit or helped your parents definitely and taught you so much and was so good to you. And you're not even letting yourself grieve that person because you know, their body is still alive. Um, but it, you know, it's one of those horrible lessons you have to learn in life the hard way. Um, so, and now I'm going to appreciate the people in my life more. I'm going to try anyway. It's hard to be conscious all the time of that because life gets in the way and you know, stupid arguments and stuff, but yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you have anything, if you're going through anything like that, um, where you've sort of lost someone and it isn't death, because death is, you know, everyone's going to feel bad for you and everyone's going to comfort you, and but, you know, you don't get that when it's a different sort of loss, so... um. Just learn to comfort yourself, I guess, is what I'm saying. Be be there for yourself because a lot of people don't get it. And, um, you know, it is hard, but sometimes you're the only person that is 
there to comfort yourself so be nice and hug your parents and your grandparents if you still have them um okay <laughs> that got depressing didn't I didn't I say I was in a great mood um anyway okay what will we listen to right we're gonna listen to and I apologize if you're not in the right headspace to listen to this don't just skip it um but you know there is only one song for me that encapsulates that feeling um so it is gonna be Abba's slipping through my fingers I'm sorry if you're sensitive like I am and I will cry probably while recording this but enjoy it
Are you depressed yet? Hopefully, yes. No, that is not the goal, but uh, I don't know. It's all I'm thinking about, you know, these things. Um, so sorry that they're not real upbeat, but you're really subscribing to a shit show with this podcast, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, while that was playing, I just kind of looked over on my bookshelf and I saw this book. I hadn't forgotten that I, I just, I just, um, forgot that I could talk about it, I guess. Um, it's called Circus Star. And then on the inside it says Emma Feely and her puppy, which I crossed out. <laughs> um, I had written in and her puppy. In the circus party with best wishes from Granny with Love 2004. So my granny had gotten me this book. And it's, it's I don't know if they do it now, but it's like a um, personalised book. It's a story about me saving the day at a circus. Um, and I love it, like, oh, I love it so much and it's in good condition still because I just, and I've always had it with me, like, I, I don't bring it to college because, you know, it's, I don't want it to, um, ever get lost or anything, but I remember writing an essay for English in school and it was like my favourite book, I think that was the title and you would think, because I'm studying English late, I actually am not well read at all. But yeah, I wrote it about this book because, yeah, it was given to me as a three-year-old, but like, no other book has impacted me half as much. No other book has been with me my whole life. Um, and it's not about like attaching yourself to material things, but you know, we have to appreciate the impact that these things have on us. Um, so I just thought I'd mention that when I was talking about my granny. And I would love to tell stories about her at some stage as well because, oh my God, she's the best. Even though we did have a fight when I was 11 because she asked what secondary, no, I must have been 10. She asked what secondary school I was going to go to. And I was like, Hogwarts, why are you asking me this? Hogwarts is the school from Harry Potter just in case you're uncultured and I was and she was like that's that's not real like that is you understand that's from a a book series and I was like shut your mouth I wouldn't talk to her for a couple of months um she was a terrorist of my happiness at the time um <laughs> but yeah I will tell good stories about her because I love that bitch um but I wanted to talk a little bit about inner child in general um because I didn't know that much about it um until relatively recently and it is hard to get the concept into your head and you do have to know about it and kind of practice it it takes a while um, but just in case you don't know what the whole inner child thing is about, it's so kind of the idea that, or this is how I understand it anyway, um, you know, as we go through life and we get older, 
we still carry around parts of us you know who we were at every age like one two three fifteen seventeen twenty thirty five you know we carry these around especially us as children or teenagers or whatever I would say children hence inner child um because that's when we were probably most vulnerable and most malleable and experiences impacted us and also we didn't have you know critical thinking skills not that I have them now but I would hope that they are a little bit better um so you know when you get into situations or moods or you know times of feeling stressed or anxious or upset it is really good to be mindful of you know your response and your response to how you're feeling because usually you know if you feel like throwing a tantrum or you feel like you just feel threatened and alone and scared like a child that probably is the three-year-old you or the five-year-old you that has been in that situation before not knowing how to act and how are you going to respond to that part of you um are you going to distract yourself are you going to get plastered drunk and ignore it are you going to hurt yourself um you know none of these are helpful and none of these we should be doing to ourselves but it just makes it so much more impactful if you realize that it's not just the current you you're hurting you're hurting that child that has been hurt in the past and it's not going to help you heal at all you know if if somebody breaks up with you and you're upset that is the child part of you so it's like it's the child feeling regret, um, rejected and like they're not worth anything and are you going to go telling yourself or that child part of you that you know they were right to break up with you you're a piece of shit like no one will ever love you would you tell that to your child or anyone's child a random no unless you're a psychopath who everybody knows that you would damage that child possibly beyond repair so why are you doing it to yourself um it's and it takes a while to be of being aware of it and kind of adapting your thinking to the idea but it really does help um and it has made me think more about sorry it has made me think more about the experiences I had as a child um and I'm thinking kind of more objectively of them now because I guess at the time I thought of it with the mindset that I was a shit person even though I was like three or four um so you know say when I was really young maybe before school started I would love you know I loved dancing and singing and performing and all this like we have the footage from the camcorder at that time but I just have so many memories of adults in my life like my relatives or teachers or you know just random adults 
telling me to be quiet or you know I've I've talked enough like it's time for the adults to talk where um which is harm harmless enough it seems but it's I don't know I I I was sort of very aware as far as I can remember even back then and I always felt like an adult and I should be part of you know the adults table or whatever and then when they would reject me and be like shut up you know you're only a child stop talking we're trying to talk it's really damaging I guess and then I did learn to be quiet and got so anxious that I couldn't talk even if I wanted to um yeah it's and I'm not talking about this because I want people to text me being like, oh my god, it sounds like sounds like you had a rough childhood, sorry. No, I'm talking about it because you don't hear many people talking about it and it's not conversations that you would generally have with other people. So if you're listening to this and this is the first time you've heard about the inner child or anything like that, that's really good I just want to make people aware of it and a way that I have found really helped me connect with that whole idea is looking at old pictures of yourself and not looking at them with the lens of it being you if that makes sense um like get a picture of you when you were five if you were lucky enough to have parents that um, took pictures of you but you know if you do have pictures of you when you were younger get them out look at them and see them for what see yourself for what you were you were a five-year-old you weren't a fat disgusting ugly whatever anything that you say to yourself in the mirror now um, you were just a kid so and if you can do that to past you it gets much easier to treat current you like that um if, I don't know does any of that make sense hopefully I'm not just rambling but yeah I think our generation gen z whatever is very lucky and I think I think we are very we are going to be a kind of turning point in human history if we play our cards right because this is the first sort of generation that has access to the internet basically our whole lives mm. yeah yeah basically our whole lives I'd say um and we have the power to learn about mental health you know therapy is more acceptable now um, people are talking more openly and if we can master being kind to ourselves we will be the best generation of parents that has ever existed well in modern history anyway that's right I I think if we keep going the way we are and we just grow towards empathy and compassion and understanding our kids will be great because everyone gets fucked up by their parents 
And I'm sure I'll fuck up my kids a little bit, but look, hopefully not irreversibly. Okay. Um, God, we're really keeping it heavy today. Let's see. Oh, okay. We're talking inner child. Let's play a song that I used to love as a child. Yes, it was the Steps cover that I used to love. And yes, I didn't know that it was actually a BG song until a couple months ago. But it's still a great song. And actually, side note, I have a playlist called Groovy, which is all disco music. If you have a speaker, hook up some disco and just dance around your house. Preferably if you're alone. And you just can't be sad if you're listening to disco. Um, even try it with this song. Okay, it's Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Enjoy.
I'm not quite sure where my disco obsession has come from recently, but I'm telling you, it's a great morning routine. Um, I've been trying to wake up early. Er early for me is like 11 o'clock, 10 or 11. Um, which is, <laughs> it is early. I know it doesn't sound it, but it is when you don't have, you know, anything to be waking up for strictly speaking um but it's great if you just get up like get out of bed make your bed straight away and then you know you'll be less likely to get back into it I know that's constantly said and it sounds stupid but it's true get up get it have a shower straight away make yourself a coffee and get a speaker invest in a speaker okay I've, I've stolen this speaker that I use from my mom but invest in your own speaker and play disco while you're making your coffee go outside if it's a nice day and you have somewhere to sit blast some disco drink your coffee and it's okay still take your meds if you are on antidepressants take them disco is no replacement for Lexapro but it you know it goes well with it let me tell you um, okay. Anyway, what are we gonna... Yeah, I was thinking... We were sort of talking about kind of heavy stuff, so... Now we're talking about disco. I'm gonna tell you a story about when I was... It was my 19th birthday, how I spent it. And it was pretty fucking fun. Um, I was in Amsterdam. My birthday's the 10th of January, so it was obviously January, it's cold, um, and I'm not a big fan of nightclubs in general, like, I will go, but I, especially when I'm travelling, they're not top of my list, um, you know, there's much more interesting things about cities, uh, or wherever you're travelling to, other than their nightclubs, um, where you're probably just gonna talk to, like, random lads from Liverpool, um, oh that was a good accent <laughs> but yeah Amsterdam love it but nightclubs wouldn't be my main priority when I'm there but I have I've gone three times and the last two times I went were with friends so you know they wanted to go out which was fine but then it was it was actually the ninth yeah it was the night of the ninth and we were like, oh, we'll be out when I turn 19. I was all excited. And on the way to the nightclubs, I had been saying, all I want to do is go to a karaoke bar. And we randomly found this gay pub or gay bar in Amsterdam. It was, re it was a small one. Like it wasn't, it didn't seem like it was that well known. It wasn't really touristy from what we could see. And it was just, it was the first gay bar I've been to, um, me and three of my friends, and it was karaoke night. What a way to turn 19, number one. But, um, you know, even just to experience that. And it was, especially that time that I went to Amsterdam, I felt very unsafe. I felt like, because I wasn't drinking, um this time so I guess I was more aware of my surroundings 
and I just I was constantly getting panicked because I saw men like looking at the group of us or just being weird and I was very cautious nothing happened but I was just kind of yeah I was cautious um and then this gay bar it was every single man was so kind and the bouncer there was this massive strict bouncer and these like I think it was only one this old not oldish um presumably straight man kept being weird and um we weren't really interacting with him but there was another group of Irish girls younger than us and they were sort of you know talking to him and he was just being weird the bouncer gets on it straight away kicks him out and it was just like wow okay this place actually values well you know we don't just have to put up with it we can actually say oh he's making me uncomfortable can you leave um it was really nice it's just best experience ever but on top of that first time I've done karaoke and only time I think profession not professionally but, <laughs> but um you know like out somewhere in front of randomers um and me and my friend got on stage with the drag queen that was emceeing and we told her that it was my birthday so we did shots with this drag queen beautiful on stage and we sang a duet of don't you want me by who was it by um by the human league yeah um and it was and it's it's this duet that was in glee and we were living together at the time me and this friend and we had like practiced that a few times when we'd be annoying our other friend that we lived with at home this was in Dublin last year um and then we got to perform it we had the harmonies down and everything it was amazing it was really just and it's experiences like that that make you know I can look back and I can be like okay life is not that bad and it's all about putting yourself out there because I could have easily just stayed in the crowd and not done it but it was something that I wanted to do and I felt yeah I was really anxious and also I wasn't drinking I had to do that shot because I wasn't going to be like I can't drink but um yeah I wasn't great mentally at the time but that was just such a nice break and I just felt great and it's one of my favorite stories um because it was just so it was kind of alternative not really but I'd never kind of experienced something like that um it's just really really great but I have a million stories from Amsterdam and I cannot wait that is I will be there as soon as the pandemic kind of calms down because it's just amazing it's an amazing place and I think the fact that you can smoke over there it it makes the people that you meet really cool um I will definitely tell 
I could make a whole podcast on stories I have from hostels because <laughs> if you're ever afraid to stay in a hostel don't be as long as you're with someone um preferably you will meet the craziest people but I won't get into that now um I guess it would make sense to listen to don't you want me so listen to it transport yourself to a gay bar in Amsterdam and imagine me singing this on stage with the drag queen and you won't be disappointed enjoy
Okay, um, we're gonna come to the end of this episode soon enough, but I think for just for the last segment, I want to talk a bit about social media. It's just been on my mind, um, and when I'm talking about, you know, I I think I will try and tell at least one story on every episode of this podcast because for me they are what make life worth living and I remember so vividly I standing in my parents bathroom I must have been like seven or eight being like when I grow up I am going to travel I'm gonna have a story for every situation because I will have lived so much and travel was always the at the core of my understanding of you know what I meant to live life because I'm really lucky because my mom um traveled a lot and worked a lot like she has been to Israel Egypt worked in Kenya worked in Australia been to South Africa Singapore all these places um and I you know I was lucky enough to travel a lot when I was younger and I still you know I learned that love of travel um and that is what makes life worth it and it's not the picture that we post on social media and I think now I don't follow influencers or anything like that because it's just I have no interest in them and they're just going to probably make me feel bad about myself if I follow them for long enough so just a lose-lose like I've no interest in it but um sometimes I look on these pages because they interest me because I know a lot of people do follow them and I want to see what the hype is and it seems to me that some of these people travel for the sake of taking pictures and like do things for the sake of Instagram or making a YouTube video about it which I just want to tell you right now objectively that is not living life like it is not that's and it's not my opinion that is true that's not living life you know you can't it just I don't understand it at all that sort of mindset um but I want to present you guys with you know an alternative narrative I want to show you like I don't I didn't have any pictures with that drag queen but I remember it and I can I can protect that memory from getting lost by recording it on this um and telling that story to people and I do use social media um I don't like construct situations you know for the sake of taking pictures and I was never big into taking pictures before going out to teenage discos or nightclubs or whatever I was always the photographer by choice because I was like it's gonna ruin my night if I see what I look like so <laughs> um so and I oh yeah I always have had this different approach to social media it seems 
and that's not me okay that sounded a bit like oh I'm so much better than everyone else no it's because I am technologically impaired I couldn't I still don't know how to use Facebook Twitter don't understand it and I use them but and the things that I post especially on Twitter and stuff make me laugh and I don't think anyone else thinks they're funny but um so I have Twitter Snapchat just for talking to people um Instagram I have I had deleted Instagram for a long time I mean a good few months but I re made it or made a new profile when I was in Dublin this year and I don't have a lot of followers or I don't follow a lot of people on it um compared to my last one I you know I was probably following close to 2000 when I was in school which it's not for me um and I feel much less anxious posting now I do feel still I do still feel anxious when I post but I am trying to post things that I like and yeah some people I'm sure are looking at it and being like what are you doing that's just not funny but um I don't know it's about remembering that these pages are yours you know you don't have to put on this persona on social media um and if you want to do that and it keeps you occupied and it's something you enjoy that's fine but it would stress me out too much when so that's why I deleted my old one because I would worry how many likes I was getting and it was just like I have to be careful with external validation because it's it's like crack for me so yeah didn't work for me um TikTok I love it's kind of scary because of the algorithm so people that don't follow you can still see you but I and I think it's great that I know Vine was around when we were younger but it wasn't maybe as I'd say TikTok is probably more popular um and you have more creative freedom you know Vine was six seconds TikTok is a minute um I think it's really good that kids are growing up if they have to grow up with social media at least it's one that um promotes creativity in so if you use it right or how I would class right you know I I don't I wouldn't use it for dancing on um not a great dancer but you know everyone uses it differently and I think as long as it's not hurting your self-esteem and it's not making you anxious or paranoid social media no problem um I really found it hard when I was younger I used to I I remember there being a point in my life I don't exactly know when it was but I used to nearly have a panic attack when I would get a notification on my phone and I wouldn't be able to look at it because I didn't like talking to people online and if I got a notification it means someone was texting me and I automatically thought that was a bad thing and they were gonna like I don't know tell me something bad happened um and I still sort of feel like that sometimes I get anxious if I hear a notification and a part of me would prefer to not have social media um but I find that it's such a big part of my generation's life anyway 
that even okay people have close friends stories or private stories or whatever um and it's very kind of excluding you know because you have to choose the people that you're close enough with to share these certain things with and um you know it can especially when you're younger it can lead to feeling oh well that person doesn't like me if you're not on it or it can feel if you're not always on snapchat that people are talking to each other more than they're talking to you and you're missing out on like bonding and cementing friendships because you're not always stuck to your phone and I think that's why teenagers in my experience anyway are so obsessed with their phones it's sort of a fear that you know they're missing something and other people are seeing it um and if you're younger than me know it gets better as soon you know you'll start figuring out your own identity and you won't be as and people get as they get older they have lives you know when you're 14 you can't you have nothing to do you can spend the whole day texting someone you just don't do that when you're an adult when you're my age um which is really nice it's it's so hard being a teenager and I think it's probably even harder now than it was when I was younger it just gets harder and harder because um social yeah social media is very interesting even Pinterest I love um it's not very social it's just kind of pictures but it does facilitate nostalgia in a way that probably didn't exist for other generations like I can be so obsessed with like 60s 70s 80s whatever um because all of that imagery all the photos the music all of that from there is immortalized on the internet and I can access it so easily in a way that previous generations just couldn't you know yeah they could read books they could go to the library for it um maybe buy a cd or tape or whatever but it's not all day every day free easy access because I was thinking I was like it must be I don't think anyone in the 1920s was like I was born in the wrong generation if only I was alive when Marx was um was he alive I don't know when he died but I was like that's a you know nostalgia for a time that we weren't even alive in probably is a modern phenomenon because of the internet um I think it's weird I've never heard anyone kind of talk about it I wonder will it have any effect on us I think I think an effect that I can see in myself as well is we all sort of revert back to the aesthetic rather than the meaning behind the aesthetic um this doesn't really make sense but you know it's so much easier to be like oh yeah I love the 60s I love the 70s and then only know the music or the style or you know that retro look and really not know anything about the history or the movements or the you know the reason behind the counterculture and what they fought for and everything um 
and that comes from Instagram as well you know we're, we are consuming pictures and imagery and don't care much about the stories behind them um, but at the same time you know it makes being creative much easier you can hop on iMovie or garage band like me right now um, you know I couldn't be making this podcast and people wouldn't know about it without social media so I'm not shitting on it entirely but it's important to question all these things we can't go through our lives listening to what we're taught in school or what the establishment tells us is right and just not questioning it or we're not really becoming our own selves you know we can't form belief systems or anything if we don't do this um but yeah, just think about it. Think about what's your own opinion on it. Um, and just before, I'm going to play a song just to finish this off. But before I go, I think I'm going to, with every episode, give you a little task. Whether you do it or not is up to you. But sometimes you might, you know, it's it's still lockdown. You might be at home. You might be in college. You might be bored and lonely and just want something meaningless to do so I'm gonna give you little ideas that have helped me and today is gonna be the first one it is going to be pick a character celebrity someone doesn't matter who you can like them you can hate them and perfect your impression of them okay it is so people underestimate the power that impressionists hold. You can make, if you're at a party or you're just sitting around and it's so easy to play a game of impressions and you, you know, you go around the circle, everyone does an impression and everyone else has to guess who they are. It's like charades, but it's, it's easier to get people on board sometimes. So pick someone and work on your impression. It's going to take hard work. You're going to have to go on YouTube and listen to them speak in interviews and stuff. But it's worth it, you know. And I have a few. Not that I'm good at them, but like, it's, you know, and it passes the time. It's fun to do. Um, I love doing Diana currently. One of my hyper fixations. Princess of Wales. R.I.P. Um... Okay, really random, doesn't really have anything to do with what I was talking about, but I just couldn't think of a song that fit perfectly. <laughs> this song just came on in my liked songs and I was like, you know what, that's a nice happy song, let's just finish with that. So this is Love Song um, by Sarah Barrielis. Barella? I don't even know how to pronounce her last name, but... Um, enjoy and until next week guys love you